The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. I wonder which of you here have ever done anything wrong. You don't need to put your hand up if you don't want to. I wonder which of us have done things we are actually deeply ashamed of, wish they hadn't happened, and sort of affect who we are, those memories, those scars even of our past. And we think, if only I could be perfect. God would love me if I was perfect, but I'm not. Anyone else feel like that, I wonder? I know I do, only too often. I'm assured so often of God's forgiveness for the sins I've committed. But still, they affect me. The hurts from other people affect me. And it is literally like scars on your arm or something, or like the scar on my hand from when I fell over, aged about four, and cut my hand open in my grandparents' driveway. And with that in mind, I wish I could be perfect, because everything would be wonderful if I was perfect. I'd like you to look up at these archways, this one, or this one, or this one, just checking it's the same, or this one. So many of the stones in these arches are the same. They're sort of perfect and lovely and constant. But then look right at the top of each of the archways and you see a little stone. It's not even the same size stone from one of the arches to the other as I look up and down. There's a small one, the runt of the stones if you like. The stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, said Jesus speaking from Psalm 118, where those who were listening to him would be so familiar. The stone the builders rejected, the stone which was no good, the stone which was faulty, the stone which was a funny shape or funny size, has become the cornerstone, has become the key stone. Without that funny stone, these arches would fall down. If you try to put a nice-looking stone in there, it wouldn't fit unless you got the chisel out and started chipping away at it until it was now deformed, imperfect. But without that, the arch can't stand. All of us have these things that we've done wrong, those things we wish we hadn't, those things we might not even admit to ourselves. But these things are part of who we are and what makes us that funny-shaped, misshaped, misformed, slightly strange thing which is called me or you or the church come to that. Those bits affect who we are. God can do things with this. And without those experiences, without those things that had happened, we wouldn't be the people we are at the moment, we wouldn't be the church we are. And actually, it can make such a difference to other people, our experiences. If I've done this, well actually I've got some experience to be able to be empathetic to other people. Today, we baptise Oakley, today we welcome Oakley into the church throughout the world. The church which is made up of people who are good and sometimes not so good. Made up of people, though, who want to be formed more and more into God's likeness. Who want to try to sort their lives out a bit more. And elsewhere in the gospel, we hear Jesus saying, 
I didn't come to call the righteous, but sinners. There was an American archbishop, cardinal I think he was in fact, who said to all the phonies who say we can't go to church because the church isn't good enough for me, if the church was as good as they want it to be, they would not be allowed in because they are not perfect either. The church is for sinners. The church is for people who are messed up, who have their issues, but love God and want to come to know God more. And so with that in mind, we welcome Oakley into the church family. It's great having him and his family and friends with us for this Mass as we worship together, as we welcome him as a family in. So Oakley, you're not expected to be perfect after baptism. Mummy and Daddy are not expected to be perfect after baptism because none of us are. But what we are trying to do is to live our lives more and more like Jesus. So maybe bit by bit, day by day, week by week, month by month, we might be getting more like Jesus, might be changing our lives around, but at the same time, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone those experiences shape who we are and we shouldn't hide that we shouldn't be ashamed of that we, should, we shouldn't deny it because otherwise we, we deny who we are it's like you know, if you've got an elephant in the room we talk about or we've brushed the elephant under the carpet maybe I'm getting two metaphors mixed together but I think it works quite well because you've then got this elephant in the room under the carpet but you can't admit it's there and so you're walking around and think, it's, it's a bit lumpy, but I, I don't know what, no, nothing can be wrong. Because we don't admit it. If we re- admit it, if we realise it, if we accept who we are and rejoice in the people we are created by God, then actually our lives can be transformed and we can do so well. And so our lives are changed to be more like Jesus. We pray that Oakley's life, day by day, will be more and more like Jesus as he learns who Jesus is, as he comes hopefully in time to confirmation to be part of the worshipping community here or in another church. And may we rejoice that actually new people want to come to church, new people want to be baptised. It's not just a club for a few small people, it's to welcome others in, pull people in. Not just about bums on seats, not about money, but actually because we want people to know Jesus. And so as people come to know Jesus, they realise they might be misshapen, they might not (coughs) quite think they're what they should be, but God loves them, God created them, God redeems them. And actually, just like the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, they can fit in, be welcomed, be loved. And the church, like in the days of Acts of the Apostles, can be growing with more people come to know and love Jesus.